0: What's up, everyone? Yes, it is I, your host, Natalie Morrison, and you might be thinking, wasn't this called Swim Masters? Well, yes, it was, and you're definitely in the right place. We decided that we wanted to give the podcast a bit of a makeover, and we're so proud to introduce to you Revoicing the Future, a Women of Nam podcast. Don't worry. It's still the same content, still the same hosts. We just wanted to take this to the next level. And we're excited that you're joining us on this fantastic journey. The episode that you're currently listening to was recorded before the name change. And I just wanted to let you know that you are in the right spot. So keep on listening. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for all new episodes of Revoicing the Future, a Woman of Nam podcast coming soon. Welcome to Swim Masters, a podcast dedicated to help connect, grow, and support women in the music products industry. I am your host, Natalie Morrison. The Smart Women in Music Fund was established in 2018 by Robin Walenta, Dee, Dee Hyde, and Crystal Morris to expand diversity, inclusion, and support for women in the music product space. Twice a month, I will sit down and host virtual conversations with various women across our industry to help foster mentorship and growth. Now, without further ado, Let's dive in. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Swim Masters. I'm your host, Natalie Morrison. Thank you for tuning in, as always. I hope everyone's doing well, staying safe and healthy. We're still in this pandemic. It's a year later. Can you believe it? I literally cannot believe that we are a year into this pandemic. And the fact that quarantine started... A year ago. But what I do want to just touch on really quickly is that by the time this episode airs, that week or this week marks one year since this idea for the podcast was born. And watching this process has been inspiring and such a learning experience. And I'm I'm going to speak for Stephanie and I on this. We've learned so much and we are truly humbled and honored and grateful for the support that we've been given around this project and for everyone who tunes in for each episode. We've interviewed now 19 incredible women and it is truly an honor to have this platform to shine a light on the incredible people who work in this industry. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the support. It means so much to us and we can't wait for you all to see what we have in store for you in the future. So be sure to stay tuned. With that said, I'm very excited to introduce our guest for today's episode. I got the chance to sit and chat with a force in this industry. Her name is Mindy Abovitz Monk, and she is the founder and publisher of TomTom Tom Magazine, a magazine that shines the light on female drummers and gender non conforming drummers. And the work that Mindy does is absolutely inspiring, and this conversation. I learned a lot and I hope it inspires more drummers to come into the industry. And if you know someone who's interested in picking up a pair of sticks, send them this episode. Cause I think it'll really inspire them to want to continue on that mission. So I hope you enjoy the episode and be sure to tune in, subscribe, follow, review give us a shout, you know what to do, and I'll see you next time. Hi, Mindy. Thank you so much for joining Swim Masters. We're so excited to have you on the podcast. Hi, Natalie. Thank you for having me. This is really exciting. Of course. Oh, I'm so excited for you to be here. Um, So you established Tom Tom magazine back in 2009, but before Tom Tom, I would love to learn about your journey through the music industry. So yeah.
1: Well, um, there wasn't much of the music industry until Tom Tom, my, um, my, Introduction to the drum set was through the Riot Girl movement, which is kind of like anti-establishment in a lot of ways. Um, I started a bunch of all-girl bands, and then I was a volunteer drum instructor at Willie May Rock Camp for Girls. Uh, I think the, the first music industry job that I had was at Main Drag Music, which is still, I think, the largest independent music shop in New York. Um, And there I was a bookkeeper and I also started the magazine section, which is hilarious because um, I had no idea I was going to be a magazine maker at some point. And I also did some graphic design for them. And then I I went on to work as an audio engineer for East Village Radio on First and First Avenue, which is a 24-hour radio station that is no longer there, which is really sad. But I had so... I had a couple industry, I'm using air quotes, jobs, i.e. East Village Radio, and I did um sound engineering at the cake shop and public assembly. I did some sound for film, um, and then again, main drag, but I didn't I didn't think of myself as in the industry at the time. I thought of myself as this like outsider drummer, throwing shows out of the loft in my house, you know, setting up my own tours. Um, and that all came that all was like the lead up to TomTom. Tom.
0: Oh, interesting. So why did you launch TomTom Tom magazine? Was there a particular particular catalyst that pushed you to do this, or was it a slow growing idea?
1: It was a super slow growing idea that was literally planted when I was a teenager and listening to Riot Girl for the first time. Um, (laughs) yeah, like back then I thought that I was a part of this movement, the revolution girl style now movement. And I thought that I was witnessing what would be a forever change to the industry in that there would be girls and women playing freely all over the place. That's what I assumed when I was a teenager. And like all of these bands were cropping up everywhere, all these girl bands, um, and then my life just kind of was informed by that. And every move I made, all the girl bands I was in, all the jobs I took that we just talked about. Um, and it wasn't until Riot Girl made a resurgence in the mid-2000s, in the mid-aughts, that I kind of realized that the change that I had thought was going to happen hadn't happened really and that there were possibly even less girls and women in the industry in the middle of the 2000s. Um, and there I was like steadily embedding myself in the music scene, um, not really thinking that uh, not much was changing or it, or even possibly like we were going a little bit backwards in terms of, of women's representation in the music industry. And it was then where it was, so it was a real slow burn. It was like, I was 29 years old when I was looking around at this like really beautifully diverse scene that I was embedded in. And recognizing that the bigger, the world at large did not um, acknowledge this scene. And the starkest reality for that was when I typed in girl drummer into Google at the time about 2008 2009 or if i typed in female drummer or woman drummer into the google search there was nothing like y- the responses were demeaning at best like can girls play the drums and then like sexy ladies next to drum sets mm. and then it was just guys playing drums and that that google search result felt indicative of the reality i was living in at the time in terms of how the industry saw us including media, but I knew intuitively that there was a lot of girls and women playing music that were just not being represented properly, and that a lot more could be playing if we did get the credibility we deserved, and if we if if people paid more attention to us. So it was in 2009 I thought that I wanted to be part of that process, of getting girls and women the recognition they deserved specifically in drumming because I was a drummer, but I knew it was really kind of like an industry wide recognition we needed, but I thought I would work really hard on drumming and then see what would come of it.
0: I love that. Thanks. So for people who might not know what Tom Tom magazine is, can you give like the reader's digest download?
1: (laughs) If you be my pleasure. Um, Tom Tom started as a blog, but, you know, almost a decade later, we are a um, full-color, 76-page magazine distributed worldwide. Um, We've thrown over 400 live events. Um, We're an IRL community, and essentially we're a media company that represents female and GNC that's gender non-conforming, drummers, beatmakers, and producers. So we have a super focused lens on drummers, beat makers, and producers, and female and GNC. Um, And essentially, we're a magazine, but we're a media company. So we do social media and websites, and there's a shop. And so there's kind of like everything you might imagine around that. Um, And obviously, that was like all of those tentacles slowly grew over time, started as a blog, like a WordPress blog. And that's still the back end of our website today is WordPress. So that's TomTom in a nutshell.
0: I love it. I'll link to the website in the description so people can check it out. Thank you. Um, So can you also walk us through another initiative you're involved with, um, Hit Like a Girl, and how did this project come about, and also how can members of the community get involved who might be listening?
1: Yeah, of course. Hit Like a Girl is a contest. It's the first and only drumming contest of its kind. It's open to the global audience. And again, it's targeted towards female and GNC drummers, percussionists, beat makers. Um, And uh, so I stepped out into the drumming scene in 2009 as the publisher and creator of this magazine for female drummers, the first of its kind. And I was attending a show, a trade show that a lot of you, if you're in the music industry know, called NAMM. Um, it was there that I met Phil Hood, who's, who, is the, who was the then publisher of Drum Magazine, and Dave Levine, who is currently um, the head and the owner of TRX, CRX Symbols. The two of them approached me. I think it was Dave's idea and like Phil and him got together and they approached me and asked if I wanted to be a part of creating the first ever female drumming contest online. And I said, yes. So um, this year marks our 10th year of the contest. My, my first agenda with the contest back then was to attempt to litter YouTube with videos of girls and women playing drums Um, just to kind of, you know, just to saturate the internet. That was my goal with TomTom as well. And so I thought, okay, cool. Here's a great way to get YouTube on board. Um, and then I knew that Dave and Phil were both incredibly savvy and very well connected in the industry. Um, and I was super excited to be doing work with them because it gave me a different kind of permission that I did not have in the TomTom world, where it was just me, um, And slowly over this past decade, like a girl has grown into, I think it's like 66 countries. We've had thousands and thousands of contestants, um, thousands of, uh, sorry, hundreds of celebrity judges and industry judges, the majority of whom are are female. And um, it's just been an incredible project and watching it grow from, you know, every year we, we do little tweaks like we add the under 18 category um, or we will like we just added the beat making category. And now we have the drum summit. And so we keep mushrooming it and growing it. And we have ambassadors in countries around the world that speak in their languages to recruit new girls and women and GNC folks to upload their videos. So the contest is is um, ever growing, super exciting. And the way that you can get involved, if you're a female or GNC drummer, you can upload a video of yourself drumming, starting March 1st. Um, and if you're a drum lover or a music lover, you can just go on to hitlikeagirlcontest.com and vote for your favorite drummers. That's like super fun. And I promise you, you'll end up in this like beautiful wormhole of discovering incredible drummers from the ages of like four to 70. It'll blow your mind. I love that. Yeah. And it's a reminder that that music is a universal language. So you'll get to meet people from all over the world. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's hit like a girl in a nutshell.
0: I love it. It, It's just, it's so unique and it especially for the young girls too, like seeing as they're starting their drumming careers, just to be able to be immersed in something like this where they can see other girls or um, GNC drummers is, I think for the first time, it's just nice for them to be able to be like, oh, I can do that too. Oh yeah. And some of them are just like really pro, like some,
1: some of the six and seven and eight year olds are like, blow my drumming out of the water and that's refreshing too (laughs) I was like oh no they're so good Um, and then an important aspect of the contest for me has always been that the judges are majority if not entirely female Um, and there's just something nice about having that mentorship which I think you were touching on is like just knowing that that there's enough women for us all to be running this and being a part of it, voting for it, you know, mentoring in it, like recruiting, like we're just all drummers and we just happen to be female. So that's really, really nice too.
0: I love it. So TomTom was an early embracer of analytics and online accessibility, thanks to the platform that you use, Issue. What strengths have you seen in that state of adaptation? adaptability? And why would you recommend someone starting similar ventures to keep those various factors and tools in mind?
1: Mm. I mean, TomTom and Hit Like a Girl would not be possible if I had not been an early adopter of tech and, and social. And um, it's also like, in hindsight, it's surprising that the companies I started working with At the beginning are the companies, a lot of whom I'm still working with, like you mentioned Issue, WordPress, I mentioned earlier, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, PayPal, Um, trying to think of some of the other like heavy hitters, Shopify that we use, Um, Square, it's like our principal goal in running a media company is to reach as many people as possible. And accessibility is huge, knowing how to reach your audience through SEO, search engine optimization, and tagging and categorizing, knowing how to find out what your audience is searching for and retroactively, like then creating articles that will fulfill their desire of what they need to know or what they need um, tools-wise to move on through their career. Um, That all was just part of the process, Um, we we were filling a need at large for women drummers to get recognition, period. But another need um, was, was that we needed to all get together and be able to have information that was useful to us. And that information needed to be disseminated as widely as possible so that new women could be found, the industry could find us, um, and also like drumming is drumming. There's no gender in drumming. So if we put out a really great article about product or tips, everyone was reading it. Everyone is reading it. And I found that out early on. It was like, guys, were reading Tom, Tom. And of course, why wouldn't they be right? We were reading, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's about drums. It's about loading your own gear into a van and going on tour is not about being a female. So, um, So, yeah, like the tools are just there. And it's, I feel so lucky that we started when we did, when there was this oncoming tidal wave of social media. Right. And the hype you could build there yourself. Yeah, it was like perfect timing to be starting a company like ours. And, um, And Issue came around, and again, we were like early adopters of Issue, been with them for at least a decade. Um, And that allowed people around the world to have access to the print magazine. So we'd upload the print magazine there. um, And people everywhere who couldn't afford the shipping could afford to read it. And that has made a huge difference too.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I love what you said about just coming – starting the company kind of where this big tidal wave of digital just really grew. It, it's so true. Yeah. It's, it. Yeah, it's always changing too. Oh my God.
1: That's the part where you're just like chasing after it. Like when I, when it first happened, it was amazing, you know, and I was just riding on top of it and now it feels slightly out of control, but that's part of being in the media is just, Staying on top of it as much as you can, um, pivoting with it, rolling yeah. it. Yeah, that's the nature of the beast. And um, running with the technology is really like the biggest part of it all, I believe.
0: Yeah. Um, Especially during like this craziness of the pandemic and quarantining, we've all had to rely on technology to get stuff yeah. done.
1: It's been a really interesting time. And bring people. Together. Yeah. And this idea that print is dead was was um, prevalent when I started. When I started the print magazine, people said print is dead. And you see print coming back all the time. Everyone, and people are always like, oh, print's having a comeback right now. Print's having a comeback. So in my short time in being in business, I've learned that everything is always changing and everything is always the same. Like the good stuff doesn't go away. So it's, it's about knowing which companies to believe in and to invest in and to partner with and what ventures to believe in and to trust and to move forward with. And, um, like, you know, you can't follow every trend, but you can use your intuition and dive in deep with a new company or a company you trust. Um, and just kind of stay the course. That's what I. That's what what I sort of what I've learned thus far.
0: It's so true, though, and it's crazy to think about too. Just how far we've come in just ten years.
1: Oh yeah, this, it is madness. It's really mad, um, and I'm I'm grateful to be a part of it. Sometimes I think stopping and archiving your work. That you've already done on the new channels is is very valuable i.e there was no hashtagging when TomTom Tom started and um going back and hashtagging or going back and categorizing and tagging articles on newer platforms that are coming out um instead of like this rat race of creating new content all the time which a lot of people do um just reorganizing the content that you already have and making sure that they're on the newer platform so that the younger folks are getting to it is also a valuable use of our time when things are moving quite quickly. They are. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Just cause it was written like 10, 12 years ago. doesn't mean that it's not prevalent today. Exactly.
1: And with a topic like Tom Tom's
0: topic, um,
1: it surprises me all the time that this, the youngest generation still wants it. They need it. They love it. They think it's fresh. Mm. They feel like it's revolutionary. And I'm like, oh God, yes. Like, why <laughs> Why is this still so relevant? Why? why are we going to not be relevant? But the fact is they need it and it's refreshing to them. And so, and we have the content, so we're going to keep going you know? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So as we've mentioned, um, drumming has historically been male dominated and I'm not a drummer myself. And we've talked, you and I talked about this recently, but I'm not a drummer myself, but I grew up with parents who are both drummers. And my mom would tell me stories about how she would always be one of the only girls in the percussion section or one of two how has moving in the percussion space in that context shaped who you are today
1: first of all i love that both your parents are drummers i wonder what that would have done with my <laughs> mind yeah like it's so good <laughs> um, so good i i i think i was the only female drummer i knew for a long time and that is not an uncommon story. You hear it a lot. You hear a lot from the drummers we've interviewed and just female drummers in general that like, yeah, I was the Queen Bee of my town it was the only drummer in, that anyone had ever seen who was female. And um, that was the case for me too. But like, I, I didn't do percussion in high school and I didn't take any formal lessons. I just, by the time I started drumming, I was at a breaking point And I don't quite know why I often explain it as a very visceral experience of the drums kind of came to me and I found the drums at the same time, like this love story. And there's no words to explain why I just started playing them like I did, but I did. And I was very unapologetic from the get go, which might've been my riot girl upbringing. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I I, I think defiance was built into every single part of my drumming um, and at the same time there was an ease of knowing that this was my instrument so I wasn't rebelling on the drums but I was taking out all of my rebellion on the drums if that makes any sense so yeah that's um, interesting yeah so I I And then by the time I started TomTom, I was drumming for at least 10 years, maybe a bit more, and I had come full circle. So I started drumming defiantly, and then it became so much a part of me and brought me so much joy and all the freedom that I probably knew it was going to bring me when I was like... Darn you guys! I can do whatever I want, and you know I'm pl- and I'm playing really poorly and making <laughs> everyone listen to me. And then, like fast forward, I'm in a band with my best friends, touring the country, like actually playing the drums pretty well, expressing myself creatively, like feeling really powerful. Um, all of the wonderful things that come with being a musician were all happening to me, and then I thought to myself, "Wow." this is so unfair that I had to like break down walls to get to the drum set. And I know I'm a powerful person and I know I'm a confident person and I know I've been called rebellious and defiant. And I'm like, why did I have to go through all that to be a drummer? It is too much fun. It is too holistically like amazing on every level. And I want this to be easier for people. I want girls to get to the drum set faster and easier than I did. Um, And I thought about all the girls who wouldn't ever get to the drum set because of all of the things that we have all been through. Like, I'd love to know how and why your mom felt permission because that's kind of what I think is that when a girl gets the kit she's been permitted to because all the rest of us have been told we're not really supposed to go there or do that. We don't belong there. right? So I like to know about where the permission came from. And I like to give permission. And that's what I think honestly hit like a girl and Tom Tom and kind of my everyday work is, is trying to extend the open door invitation to anyone who felt like, Oh, this is not their space. I like to open the door, roll out the red carpet, turn on the lights, you know, put in the cookies and say like, come on in, this is for you. Um, 'Cause I think the world would be a better place. Yeah, that was long and rambly, but I hope that's what answered. I
0: loved no I, I love that answer. People. I uh, I uh, it's so interesting talking about the idea of permission and having the permission to play the drums or honestly play any instrument of that matter. And I, I'm I'm going to call my mom afterwards and I'm gonna ask her because <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. And For me, when I was growing up, like I was very fortunate and privileged to surround myself, obviously, with parents who value music and with just they value it so much that I never questioned and I chose the viola as my instrument, (laughs) which is just completely different from. (laughs) <laughs> anything that my family has done totally. but I don't know I had a, well I originally picked the violin but I don't know I had a calling to play it just kind of like what you mentioned earlier but I never questioned that because I was a girl I couldn't play a certain instrument mm-hmm. I don't know it and I, I wonder if that does have something to do with the fact that like my, because my mom was a drummer or something. Even though I didn't choose to play the drums, like I looked at her and I was like, "Oh, she, 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 she she's a percussionist. She plays the xylophone, and that's awesome." Like I never, that never crossed my mind. And I hope that that can be our future in general, where a kid who wants to pick an instrument for the first time is like, "Yeah, I want to play the drums, or I want to play the guitar," because. I can. <laughs>
1: no oh, yeah. one can tell me I can't. Exactly. Like, and I do think it has to do with role modeling. And so you were fortunate to have two role models in your house, and specifically your mom, um, role modeling that it's totally fine, and there was no judgment. I'm assuming from her or your dad that you could pick any instrument you wanted to. Um, right. In pulling apart why I feel like girls and women have not been invited to the kit historically, there's a lot of factors that come into play, including like, what is happening in your household? Like, are your parents discouraging it for whatever reason? What about your community? What about your religion? What about your state? What about your country? What about your peer group? You know, what about a teacher at school? So there's a lot of ways that doors can get shut or open throughout a person's life. And I've been working the hardest I feel like on (laughs) like the industry and society at large, which sounds ridiculous to work on society at large in the industry. But that to me feels like if we could have this societal shift in the way we think about what girls are capable of doing, um, then we, it may open more musical doorways. Like there are, um, there's just like a general notion that girls are not meant to be loud or take up space or get sweaty or hit things hard, you know, be aggressive. Lots of the the notions of what it means to be a drummer um, are still around today. Like people still think girls should be like pretty and kind of and up in the front and maybe in the microphone. And um, so I've been thinking a lot about what has kept girls and women away from the drums and, um, both literally, and also like in the background. And so, like I mentioned, also religion can keep girls away from music, um, which is sad and, and culture can keep girls away from music and, uh, thinking about that. And then, um, and then there's this thing, which I'm sure your mom could speak to, which is like that, here in America and in a lot of the western world the drumming world is thought to be a boys club for maybe cuz of like the sex drugs and rock and roll scene where it's like shirtless men are the rock and roll dudes and so and drums are associated with rock and roll and there's a lot of different reasons why right um, some girls and and some girls have been discouraged from playing and the girls that have had permission like you and I I I also had permission. I think my peer group told me I couldn't play, but my family was fine with it. They never said don't play anything or don't do, they never told me what to do or not do. So I think that was where my permission actually came from. But in my peer group no one was no no uh, none of my peers who were female were playing music. And nearly Mm -hmm. all of my peers who were male were, they were almost all in bands. And I was fangirling out all the time and I was just getting (laughs) bored. I'm like, what, what, why am I going to their shows all the time? Where is my girlfriend's shows? Where's my shows? And I just hit a breaking point and started a band of us. That was just such the music was so bad But I booked us. I was booking booking shows. I was just like, yep, we're playing. And we just played all the time. And we were so bad. And it was so much fun. And that was, yeah, that was my first taste. I haven't looked back, really. Yeah.
0: Well, that's why organizations like yours are so (laughs) crucial to the industry. Because it's shining a light and allowing girls and GNC drummers that they have the permission here's your permission yeah (laughs) you can do it
1: (laughs) personal VIP invitation to the party like you are super like this is where you belong like when I when I started in the industry like the permission that was often given was like a company would paint a drum set pink like or token drum sticks that like support breast cancer awareness. And I'm like, this is not an invitation. Yes. This was like, you know, big companies, um, the biggest companies in the industry, the biggest music retail shops in the industry thought, I know how we're going to get more girls and women in. We're going to throw a best breast awareness campaign um, this one time a year. And, And then I was like, this, no, that's not actually not how it works. It's not. And, and I'm still here trying to answer questions, provide role modeling, you know, provide um, potential endorsees, like just make all the connections that if they were in any way hard for the industry to make, like, I'm here to help make those connections easier. Just to show everyone what the possibilities are, to invite everyone into the same space, and ideally create like a really nicely gender balanced music world to live in. And that I be love great. It.
0: You're here. <laughs> right. So, in the spirit of including listeners of all backgrounds, I, I, I'm going to ask this in two parts and I'll just do it one at a time. So one, what advice do you have for those who are interested in playing the drums, whether professionally or as a hobby, or if they're just interested in joining the industry?
1: Mm. Um, Well, my advice is if you have access to social media, YouTube, Um, there's a plethora of drummers now who are graciously just offering lessons like all day long on YouTube and Instagram and everywhere else, like literally everywhere else, Twitch and TikTok. Um, I would just start searching for drummers and start following the ones that inspire you. Um, I have heard about people being overwhelmed by the amount of talent that is online. So I would recommend that you find role models and and, and um, drummers who are not like at a level that is unattainable for you um, alongside with whatever other drummers you want, like go ahead and watch the unattainable ones too. But um, you don't want to like, you don't want to set standards too high for yourself and then be disappointed. So I would find folks who are really kind of right. like teaching the one one if you're just getting started. Um, but now is an amazing time to get started because there's, yeah, free lessons all over the internet. Uh, I would get yourself a pair of sticks as soon as possible. I would download metronome apps because a metronome is your best friend and you can use a pillow or a practice pad to get started. You can use multiple pillows if you want, and then if you have the means by a um, used acoustic kit or digital kit, depending on what you're after, um, it's too easy now to get started. So you have absolutely no excuses. So that's what I say. I say, get some sticks, get a pillow or practice pad and start following drummers online and look up like, you know, drum lessons on, YouTube, Drumio is a great resource. Um, There's Loads of ways to start learning. And if you have the means, pay a drum instructor. There's so many folks teaching online right now through the pandemic. You can check out um, Tom Tom Mag's Instagram. We are highlighting at least two drum instructors every week. So you can easily follow like 65 drum instructors right there. Yeah, so did did that answer your question? (laughs)
0: yeah okay just basically do it
1: (laughs) yeah like please just do it do not think about it um I'm part of a really cool group on Facebook called drummer girls united and they're like every day there's someone who's starting up on the drums there and they and she introduces herself and it's so exciting I love that yeah and everyone's um not everyone but the majority of whom I've been noticing has taken up the drums recently. They're over 50 years old and they're just like, Uh, yeah, they're like, Hey, i just wanted to say, um, screw it. I'm drumming. And what sticks do you guys play with? And it's just so refreshing to see people not, um, falling prey to other people's ideas of what they should and should not do. It's like, hell yeah. Welcome to the club. Like, you are more welcome here than anyone else. No one is a better drummer than anyone else. I'm sorry to say it. We're all drummers. We're just like doing, we're playing the drum. <laughs> so it makes you a drummer. You play the drums <laughs> definition. So that's how it, that's how it feels yep. to me. So just like, yeah, you want to be it? Go do it.
0: So the second part of my question, is there any complimenting advice that you'd give specifically for women entering this space?
1: Um, well, now that spaces is like TomTom Tom and Hit Like a Girl and Drummer Girls United and Hi-Hack Girls and female drummers, and I'm trying to think of the other organizations that exist, there's so many women, um, women in sound. There's all these incredible organizations now. I would say if you're entering the scene now and you're in any way feeling any bit of doubt about whether or not you belong or you're feeling insecure for any reason, I say join one of those groups, follow TomTom, read TomTom, check out Hit Like a Girl. Like that ideally should solve your problem of feeling like in any way insecure. So That's my recommendation if if you're female and entering the scene with confidence issues at all. If you have no confidence issues, just dive on in and, like, just start drumming and follow everyone. Um, But, yeah, I would say join one of the groups if you're feeling weird. And in one and a half seconds, we will make you feel like this is your place to be. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like... There's there's so much love in the drumming world in general, and obviously in the female drumming world too. So, yeah, do that.
0: I love it. Well, Mindy, thank you so much thank for taking Maddie. the time to chat with me. You thank are you
1: for having me.
0: And incredible. Thanks. I'm so glad we met, and
1: this is an honor. Thanks for being interested in what I do, and for asking these
0: awesome <laughs> of course. questions. Of course, it's important, and it's just another side of our industry that deserves to have the light shined on.
1: I appreciate you for shining the light on it. it; means
0: a lot. Of course, thanks, Mindy. Thanks, Natalie. Thanks for listening to this episode of Swim Masters. Don't forget to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to stay up to date on all new things Swim. We'd love it if you'd share and leave us a review. If you would like to learn more, please visit www.smartwomeninmusic.org. This episode was co-produced and edited by Stephanie Lamond and Natalie Morrison. See you next time.